the Sumerians, were the earliest known human civilization to inhabit southern Mesopotamia. Their cities and culture flourished for well over 2,000 years. They were the pioneers in ancient mathematics, sciences, and engineering. Although, much of what we know about them comes from fragmented stone tablets and excavations of their marvelous ziggurats. Controversial author and historian Zechariah Sitchin proposed that the reason for the impressive accomplishments of the Sumerians was their contact with an ancient extraterrestrial race known as the Anunnaki. According to Sitchin's translations of ancient Sumerian texts, these beings came from another planet known as Nibiru, which passed close to Earth every 3,600 years. The Anunnaki were a spacefaring race, with ships capable of landing and taking off into orbit around planet Earth. Additionally, some historians have claimed to have uncovered an alternate form of transportation used by the Anunnaki, a system of portals that could instantaneously transport high-ranking Anunnaki to different locations all over the planet. It has even been proposed by some scholars that this technology may have been uncovered in the ancient Sumerian capital city of Ur in southern Iraq in the early 2000s and was perhaps the impetus for the Iraq war. Join the theorists as they dial in and discuss James Spader's amazing hair in 1994 and other mysteries surrounding Stargates. Stargates. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. I'm Andrew. And I'm Byron. Oh, Byron got blocked out by the fucking thing. Uh, oh, there he is. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Byron's back. That's what happens when you're trying to add a character last minute to the live stream. <laughs> hey, look at those five guys. Five now guys. We're five, five G's. The fi- oh, shit. Where the other five guys, Burger, because I'm fries. Five G's. So today we're going to talk a three-hour review on an hour-and-a-half movie, Stargate, yeah. starring Kurt Russell. <laughs> Three-and-a-half hours. At least um, at least three-and-a-half. I love how we were just going to talk about the Iraqi Stargate, and then up until, like, I was like, I researched that one real quick because there's not a lot on it, and then, like, four hours ago, you guys were like, Let's do all Stargates. I was Let's like, do the Stargates, baby. Well, perfect. This oh, is going to work great for me. Stargate, the 1994 Roland Emmerich masterpiece. Yeah. So, you know, because we're doing Stargates, we had to have expert. the world's leading expert of Stargates on the podcast. So, Byron, take it away. Nice goes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> saw the show a couple of times, and yeah, pretty good. I reckon the... Cool. Pretty good. Pretty good <laughs> all the way through. Pretty cool. Stargates. Five stars. Done. Here it is. <laughs> Case closed, everybody. Good job. Yep. Um, okay, so what are Stargates? Dan, Dan, what's Stargates to you? Da- damn good movie. It's a great movie. Good TV show. Kurt Russell, always great. James Spader with his amazing hair. 
Um, <laughs> anyways, but beyond that, uh, Stargates are kind of based off of what uh, I understand to be the work of uh, Zechariah Sitchin, who is kind of the, you could say, the godfather or the father of kind of the ancient alien theories, because kind of Eric Von Daniken and people like David Childress, they all base their work pretty much off of that his kind of things at the base of the belief that uh, ancient extraterrestrials came to uh, humans and kind of were the starters of our culture. I mean, Zechariah Sitchin definitely based his, his work on his personal translations of Sumerian texts um, back in the day when, when he did it in the 1960s and 1950s, 60s. Um, and so in his work, he interpreted some of the uh, wordings of the Sumerian text to understand as these things that they mentioned, kind of like stargates, or people believe to be these these doorways which would allow extraterrestrials to travel between points in space almost instantaneously. So, you in his works, he he mentions the Anunnaki, who were kind of offsprings of Anu, or uh, kind of workers of uh, Enki and Enlil, which were uh, Sumerian deities mentioned in their texts and their type astro- their astrology and histories and mythologies. And the Anunnaki um, were. He, in his works, he posited them to be both, you'd have kind of different echelons of Anunnaki. So you'd have ones who worked on the planet who were perhaps like overseers or kind of stewards. And then you also have ones that worked on like an orbital and a space-based Anunnaki. But then you had an even higher echelon than that who would be able, who would be permitted to use these stargates in order to move perhaps between their planets. And Zechariah Sitchin's work is where we also get the idea of having that tenth planet, that Nibiru, Nibiru. or planet X. Oh yeah, that, yeah that's cool. A lot you know about what? Nibiru. They always talk about Nibiru, but then if you throw in stargates, I mean, they always say Nibiru is coming back to Earth to like cause destruction. But Nibiru, right, Nibiru um, can be anywhere. I with think stargates. he believed that in his text when they translated it, it would be there was a time frame somewhere like the orbit of Nibiru would come close to Earth every about three thousand six hundred years. I think that I sounds think right. Is, that sounds right. Uh, is that is that coming? Is that it, I heard Nibiru was coming. We did Anunnaki like when we first started, and Nibiru was coming then. Still well, it's only been like four years. We got like another thousand to go. At least a thousand. <laughs> mm. Hey, so, I love I love I love the theory of ancient alien astronauts coming to Earth to instill human like civilization. It's cool, man. It, it, well, it's a very cool idea too, especially when like. Um, what are some of the sites? Cause a lot of the, now I looked up, I was researching the Iraqi one, but what are some of the like main sites that people think might be Stargate? Stonehenge is obviously a big one. Stonehenge is definitely in there as it claims it could be a Stargate. Some type, something to do with the type of rocks and the way it is. Some, we, a lost, a lost technology was used to link points in space time. And that is one of them. Dude, what about the pyramids? People believe the pyramids? Uh, I don't, not necessarily. I don't think the great, like the pyramids itself. But here, I, I got a list here. There's Wasn't like, there one like called the crow's nest down that way? Like in Egypt, but not actually the pyramids themselves, but in the area? Well, there's, well, a, there's, there's a couple, one in, couple there. There's one in that they said was in the ziggurat in Mesopotamia, which is now present day Iraq. Okay, let's let's start with that one because that that's the one that 
they claim, let's start with this. Let's go a little bit on it. That's the one they yep. claim that is, has been a, in the modern times, people have gone to war over the Stargate based in Iraq. It started in like World War II. Like the, it was, it was the like British versus the Nazis for that area. And then more recently, the United States went there in the first like Desert Storm War, like like Middle Eastern War, and now they've been there since two thousand three in Iraq. Till when, when did when did that mission end in Iraq? Uh, which one, the second Iraq War? Yeah, like two thousand three till two thousand twelve or something. Yeah, whatever it was that and that. So the theory is that it, weapons of mass destruction wasn't necessarily a nuclear bomb or like chemical weapons. It was this It was the Stargate that would unlock the power of the universe and whoever held that is pretty much the master of the planet. So that is one of the theories that the United States, one of their things was Saddam Hussein was rebuilding the ziggurat or ziggurat and he had reactivated or he'd figure out the secrets of the Stargate. And then uh, Bush and company said, Mm-mm-mm. came in there, wiped him out, took over the Stargate. Lost the entire, uh, lost the entire desert. But yeah. hey, that one, okay, that one, I read that one too, where it was like, where it talked about, you know, they fought for that area before. Um, and it talked, it went into talking about like the Glocka and stuff. And that's a piece of it. Uh, and then how the weapons of mass destructions, there were, there were no weapons of mass destruction. So why were they going in? The problem I had with that one is I was like, well, it's oil. <laughs> that's, that's why they went <laughs> like, it's oil. That's, that's the reason I like a, a Stargate there. I'm like, it, it's an interesting I like, like, I, I love the idea when I'm reading it, but I'm like that theory of them fighting over that. I'm like, to me, it makes more sense for oil. That was they maybe they wanted, about that. maybe they wanted decoy. space oil, space, space, oil. space oil, baby. <laughs> that, that makes sense. That's Checks very out. true. But like, I know they have like ancient texts and stuff there, but it, it's so hard for me because there's so many like areas in the Middle East there that. You just don't hear a lot about, and a lot of information comes out, like especially their ancient civilizations in those areas, just because they're so war torn. Well, Iraq yeah, it's, is. It's hard to think of another place that has as much conflict as the Middle East, and perhaps like you, you could. Uh, I mean, there is a there is an area of study like exopolitics, which kind of bases most of their uh, philosophies and kind of their um, their discoveries around the idea that there was ancient alien cultures, which were, you know, most of them post them in the, which was the cradle of civilization, the middle East, you had places like the Sumerians who were one of the earliest known, uh, human cultures on the planet that we know of. And you could go ahead and say that like their city of Uru or Ur or Urukai, um, is where they put one of the, the main Stargate. That's where Zechariah, I think Zechariah Sitchin kind of, uh, present some evidence to kind of support the idea that that the main stargate was here now if you want to if you want to not if you want to say that there's perhaps a network of stargates that not only connect them to you know like i could you know like a stargate sg1 for lack of a better (laughs) example (laughs) like that that not only link to other planets or other galaxies or things like that, or different, different uh, star systems. You would also say that there is a, you could kind of draw the connection where you'd be like, Oh, 
there's a lot of theories that there is some sort of like interconnected back when, you know, human civilization was at some sort of peak during their interactions with the extraterrestrial civilizations. They had some kind of global spanning web of energy. And this energy is what they use because you got, you need a power source to somehow work these things. So I would assume that you would use this kind of either ley lines or you'd use their kind of global web of energy to power these things. It would not only allow for you know, because if you're an advanced alien civilization, you wouldn't want to take a rocket to, you no. know, to from place to place. You would rather take these stargates, right? It'd yeah, be you'd a lot rather easier. walk through a door. Yeah, it uses yeah. a lot, le- you know, uses a lot less, you know, I could assume resources or whatever they want to do. And it'd be easier way to move from place to place. Just so torn. you could say that many of these stargates, perhaps they were in- interconnected and it was just an easier way to move around the planet to these advanced civilizations that seem to have... You know, some of them you could say that's why some of these structures like the ziggurats of Mesopotamia are so similar to, you know, Mayan step pyramids, for example. So you're well, thinking that, see, that that would make sense. I like that where it's like these places of power where these and these, you know, these weird ancient civilizations and these ruins that we have no idea that are made with such precision were tied to some sort of doorway or something. And Okay, we've been to chich- we've been to chicken pizza, and like I'm thinking about it now, like where those one stairs come back, and we always thought like we're like, look at that, that looks just like a landing pad over to the left there, yeah, where you could land and then walk right up to the pyramid. I'm like, who's to say there wasn't something there that was just a fucking door? That was the doorstep to whatever this fucking device was. Oh shit! Right, I was always thinking that oh, there had to be something that landed around here, but I'm like. Right, if if we're talking stargates that are interconnected in all these places of powers, I hundred percent you could easily sway me to believe that just as much. Well, that's a little bit different because those plat those are platforms. There's no actually like gate cut into rock or anything. Well, I'm saying whatever's there and whatever was had held the power and stuff. So instead, is, instead uh, of being a how, how many gate how many gates do they think they are? There they, are they, there is no number. There's this. There's a lot of sacred places that have weird etching into stone that people say. How many crystal skulls are there? And there's like (laughs) thirteen. It was in the movie. Okay, so instead of I never saw instead of uh, intergalactic stargates, do you think the planet could be more planetary stargates? That I'm 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 not saying that they're not intergalactic, but here's my thing. Dan's right. You're lazy, right? So it's like, okay, I'm going to build one on Earth, and then I'm going to be like, well, I want to go way over there. What are you going to do? Walk? I don't think so. You're going to be like, let's plop another gate down. Oh, so you're teleporting from wherever into like, okay, I'm, going, like mini, I'm going to Giza. Like mini gates. I'm going to Giza. I'm going to chicken pizza. I'm going to Peru. I'm going anywhere. I, I got, there's all these. Di- yeah. All okay. these places of power. I like that. On so, Earth. so that's more of like on the, the old, the Graham Hancock theory of one ad- ancient advanced civilization. So now are, are these, have these gates been, closed like did saddam supposedly have the ability to use this gate is that what they're saying or like they think was that this he, thing- they think that the theory is that he either learned how it works or actually reactivated the gate and that was the final straw for them Ooh. to go like oh you can't use this All as right. ultimate power yeah some people draw evidence or conclusions or um they draw their 
they point to a 2002 excavation by a German archaeology team, which in southern Iraq or in Iraq, that area, and they had started to excavate these Sumerian sites. And this was a 2003 is when the Iraq war started. So tensions were still pretty high at that point. So why would you allow, you know, the people ask the question, why would you allow a German archaeological team to come in and start digging up these things unless there was something important that you needed to possess, right? And then why would German uh, Germany and and France people say were some of the most vocal people for the uh, against the Iraq, the Second Iraq War for the United States to go in and you know bomb Iraq basically glass Iraq right basically. So some people use that as the point to the evidence that Saddam was looking for these things, and Saddam was also big on the idea of rebuilding. Iraq, like rebuilding the culture, you know, investing money into restorations and things like that. So maybe he was, I mean, you could link into the kind of things like the Nazis were doing where in the getting really big into archaeology and trying to find all these sacred objects and things like gathering like that, that would bring them power or victory or something like that. And so perhaps he did find something. That's what some people theorize is that he either found evidence of a, uh, of a Stargate Right. Right. But, or or the people go beyond that and he found how to activate or uh, communicate with something on the other side of the star. He found the seventh so symbol, he, found the seventh symbol, Dan. Right? He found the seventh. <laughs> he found the origin point. Origin point. That had- so they're and they're saying like after World War One, you know what I mean? Like when they split the Middle East up in like the Sykes-Picot agreement, the British took Iraq because they wanted the Stargate. Could and be. if like what doesn't make sense to me is if they wanted that if they wanted Iraq because of the Stargate, you think they would have never let that area go? You know what I mean? Like they would. Well, here's put the that- thing. I I just I I think these places of there's places of power, and I think so. Let's say let's just for our this argument's sake, Stargates are real. They were real. If there was a Stargate, and however it was powered, is gone. It's been destroyed. It was taken down or pieces removed from it. Whatever gave it power. Oh, I got some, got my brain going Ooh, here now. There you go. There so you go. We we're talking about Graham, Graham Han- Hancock's. Hancock. Uh, so what about this? So if, if something brought us the first Stargate, it would, I'm guessing having to, it would have to travel here to get the, to like put the portal Originally on one set end. Set it up. Yeah. Yep. Right. So what if these things put these portals, were working with us building these pyramids and stuff. And then we just were like, Fuck these stargates, and we just fucking pushed them over. Now the portal's open. They've long gone. They've taken their ship somewhere else. So if they ever wanted to come back, it's a long return journey. So one of one of the theories I think Zechariah Sitchin uh, puts forth in his book is that the Anunnaki, uh, when they left, uh, they were either forced to leave, or um, you know perhaps they left only because they wanted gold. I think that's one of the theories is that they were just using us as like kind of, we were the worker species. You know, yeah, we humans. are slaves, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> right. So there's the theory that we, that humans, you know, started a rebellion against this advanced, hyper-advanced alien race, which doesn't really make any sense, but it, it's I, yeah, hard. But if you accept the premise that we somehow staged a successful rebellion, you know, how would you take down one of these things? How would you take it down? Now, one of the theories that I came to, <laughs> that I came to while watching Roland Emmerich's masterpiece, 1994 movie, Stargate. Stargate. Um, amazing. 
James Spader's hair. Still stars. Dude, it's just for that movie. James Spader's hair. It still holds up. Just for James Spader's hair. What I said was that uh, the the movie got my my theory juices flowing, but the movie opens up in North Africa in 8000 BC. Boom. What else do we have in Northern Africa? The Sahara Desert. The yeah, the Sahara Desert. Uh, and desert. what's in the middle of the Sahara Desert? Ah, uh, the Eye, Eye of, the of the Sahara. Eye of the Sahara. You mean Atlantis? Some... Could have been. Well, I mean, according to Aquaman, it's Atlantis. But <laughs> Aquaman came out after Stargate. So. Touche. Stargate first. And then, so perhaps the Eye of the Sahara is a site of a. Because you would need massive amounts of energy to somehow power these things, I would assume. Man. So if that's you were the main. To, that was the main one. Yeah. So I'm original, saying original. that if you had this main Stargate, that there was some horror human rebellion, either the humans found a way to. Because I mean, I assume like the, I, I don't think the humans would actually be able to to destroy it, but maybe the Anunnaki just detonated it. That's, a, that's enough. And just a, we're just like we're out of here. Like we're or you know perhaps they were done. We're like ah we're done. Press the button. Hey, now you have this huge crater in the middle of the Sahara Desert that no one's well some people say no one's really sure of why it's there and perhaps we're it sure. was. See, I, the only issue I have with this whole thing, this whole time Dan's been talking. Is the lack of respect fucking SG one's getting here? This is ridiculous. <laughs> it had fucking MacGyver in it. SG one, Dean Anderson, knockoff Star Trek. Oh man, everybody no knows ever. it. And fucking Dean Anderson. Every time he was on that show, looked like he would rather be anywhere else than on that TV show. <laughs> wow, you know, you know, MacGyver wasn't playing anymore. He had to do something. MacGyver's great. I appreciate it's in syndication. It's a great show. It's got a unreal show. Just rolling through those I like the new one. MacGyver I like monies. <laughs> um, those are it's interesting. What are where are some other areas, Zell, where people think Okay, before I take before say, I take you to other areas. Okay. What so scientifically, what what is the only You're asking thing, the wrong group of guys? <laughs> next. No, what is the only thing like theoretically proposed that can attach two points of space time? Wormhole. A wormhole. What they call an Einstein... Einstein Rosenberg. Rosenberg, Right? So what if... So pretty much what that is is pretty much just an instantaneous point, like an avenue through space, like a shortcut through space, right? Theoretically proposed. So pretty much they say like like a black hole is... A black hole is the end point, and they sometimes call it like the white hole. There's the exit, right? Yeah. (laughs) Dan got Dan got Dan with the exit the white hole. Yeah. So maybe I think that's the, that's the main theory is these stargates are actually if we're going to try and try and think about them in like modern scientific terms it's some type of they've figured out wormhole technology. If these So if the white hole is the in hole and the black hole is wait no Zella opposite black hole is the in black hole is the in hole and the white hole is the out hole. So what if you go in the out hole? You can't go in the out hole because it takes an impossible. I don't know. There are a amount- lot of people that would say you could go in the out hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a setup! Wow! Nice, well done, well done, Dan. Nice setup. <laughs> really uh, took, the the took the long way. Took the long slow build. Yeah. Slow build. I like it. I like it. You could have just said the brown hole. We would have got you the same thing. Go, <laughs> I like your ver- version better. Yeah. yeah. The long, drawn out version. Uh, 
No, like, that's there's a, a difference again though between Stargates and Portals, is there not? Like Stargates is the like I guess the physical made one where a portal is like a natural. Well, I think yeah, I think Einstein when he talked about these, he didn't talk about like us building one. It was just they would exist theoretically in the universe. But I don't know exactly what is like just like a random point in maybe that's just a random point in space. And once you find them, the Stargate is just like a beacon. Like it's just it's already there. And the Stargate, you could build this thing to like, okay, here is the here's the entry point, Dan. And here is the exit exit point. Maybe they're maybe they're already there. Maybe these things are all over the place and we just don't really know how to detect them. And then these ancient civilizations actually knew how to find them, or they were shown or whatever. But that's pretty much the only scientific thing that you could think of that would teleport someone clear across, well, across the galaxy well, or whatever. And it's weird because whenever I think of wormholes in that, I just always think in my head to like of going through them with a ship. But I was like, I guess like if you like if there one was a doorway that you like you just open the door, like why not? If you could, we knew how to harness that. Like why did why would you need a ship? I never th- I never thought of it like that. Right. Now, here, let's just take a quick picture. This is the ziggurat of Ur today after it's been kind of rebuilt. It's a pretty dope-looking temple. That is badass, man. When did they build that? Well, it's it's from ancient Samaria, and then they've kind of redone the facade and stuff. And that's what Saddam Hussein was doing, rebuilding it in the early 90s or whatever. So they've kind of, they've they've rebuilt it a little bit. Like, you know what, Chicken Pizza, they kind of rebuilt the one side to make it look like it would have. That's pretty much what they've done there. But, like, these temples are fucking... When did they think they made the first one? I think well, these are from ancient Samaria. I'm not. I don't know the dates. So this but. completed. Uh, they think this probably started in about 2050 BC, and then they finished it probably about uh, 2030, 1980 BC. So this is a big window in there. Yeah, it's big. It's a big project. It's a big ass building <laughs> to yeah. make back then. Out of stone. It's a lot of steps, man. <laughs> a, like, why would you want to walk up all those steps? <laughs> yeah, that's I a, like any time you, at the bottom and the top, straight up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now that we're getting onto portals, what? Yeah, why aren't we getting extreme with it? You know why, Byron? <laughs> the stairs were for us, buddy. <laughs> the plebs. That's what it was for. Yeah. Okay. Humans okay, so can walk up. Now we've got a uh, the Iraqi one out of the way. It may or may not have been the reason for uh, some military conflict. We don't really know. But there's not that's not the only one people claim. One of the most famous ones in the world is called the Gate of the Gods, and it's from a place in Hayu Marca, Peru. And it's can just you up, can you pull up a picture? I sure can. Is this a giant it's a carved into a gigantic boulder? So it's like a gigantic carving into is the what, black hole right in the middle. And there's the black hole. And if you look closely. You can see a little circle there. See that? Like a beam was hitting it or some shit. No, there's ancient stories of like monks and or like, don't call them monks, I don't think, but like whatever, like the religious leaders of the time carried the key to the gate. And there was like an ancient story, like an ancient myth that one time when, when the... No, Dan. <laughs> Dan wants I it. am the key master. Where is the gate keeper? <laughs> You give Dan two beers. You give Dan a couple like beers. And it's fucking he can't done. stand topic. Four. four beers. You give Dan four beers. He can't speak. But the the story is that when the the Spanish came and they're like invading this place, the like the priest at the time had the key, and the the myth is that in order for him, 
to keep the key secret, he disappeared into this portal with the key and never returned. And that's the myth. Oh. That's the myth. So that is that's one of the star one of the stargates of the world, and it's been carved. So this makes me leads me to more down the theory that maybe these are just points in space and time that people found and like someone carved this into there. Like they they knew where it was. So that's one of them. It's pretty badass. Gigantic. I think this thing was like 20 feet tall or something like that. Carved into solid, solid rock. And where's that one? It's in Peru. Oh, that's fucking cool. See, that's another, that's in Peru's another place with all those kind of fucking, it's got those weird ass runways and the Nazca oh. lines are down there. Dude, Peru is the cool, I'm actually going to, I'm going to Machu Picchu. I'm doing the trail. I'm going next, probably April. Oh, Ooh. thanks for the invite. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> nope. <clears throat> Just, there's only two people on this trip. Not invited. Fine. Well, you we'll and Dan, but if you we'll book, go to hey, the Sumerian <laughs> cigarette, if you book you at the same time, if you book at the same time, I can't say anything. <laughs> oh, no, we're going. We're going to Southern Iraq, and we're uh, going to check out no. that place. Oh, what a coincidence! Look who's here. Yep, we're going. Andrew's, we're Andrew's Andrew. giving me the head. They might not get to go with Andrew. <laughs> they might not let me come home. <laughs> um. So that's one of them. Another place is not. We'll go back to ear. Egypt and uh, man, I can't pronounce this. Abu Garab and Dan. Abu Garib. Abu Garib. No, and it's I one. I butchered it too, but it's claimed to be one of the oldest sites on the planet. Pull, pull it up. I want to see it. This is one of the sites of. So it's just like a site in Egypt. It's been pretty much destroyed, but it's full of like it, weird things like that. Weird things like that. Just like weird car, like weird megalithic stone carvings pretty much and they say that this one kind of reminds me more of of the chick, chicken pizza where it's more of a platform yeah i was reading where the stargates don't necessarily have to be vertical in order to work probably not so although and like you were saying earlier Braden, that they destroyed them all and pushed them all over originally and traditionally sg1 they are up vertical and you walk through them like a door but like these platforms. You oh, just that's not Abu Ghraib. It's Abu Ghraib. Sorry, sorry, Byron. Abu Ghraib. <laughs> Abu Ghraib. Abu Ghraib. That's someplace else. Um, yeah. So, like, they still work, and so <laughs> they may resemble platforms now, but they still are working. Whether you, I guess, almost like a um, Star Trek, where you vaporize onto it, standing upright, or they shoot you up and you hopefully land on your feet. You fucking dive in that thing like a pool. That's it. <laughs> well, technically, the Star Trek. <laughs> Teleporters work by making a copy of you and setting it, and then yeah, and then and deleting the and then deleting the copy. So the control delete that second copy of yourself. Yeah, right. So a, a part bit. of you gets murdered every time you do it. Every time, yeah, much. it's like, well, I don't want to. No, I'm not going to talk about that movie. Oh yeah, I know a movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. No spoilers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. What what's another one, Zell? I like seeing these. I thought there was one underneath the Sphinx. Is that wrong? Is that well, Sphinx? I didn't Sphinx. find that as a Stargate, but they claimed that under like the left paw of the Sphinx, there's actually a room, and the Egyptian government has banned any exploration underneath the Sphinx. Those motherfuckers. Because it would throw off the entire Egyptian history if the Sphinx was actually turned out to be built, which is pretty much scientifically proven that it's well before the pyramids. But they don't want anyone to know what's underneath because I guess there's probably a... Maybe there's a star... Maybe that's the whole thing. Egypt's in control of the Stargate as well. It's underneath. But they got out they got more in Egypt, so like I don't know. 
Well, obviously, none of these places are using these fucking stargates. Because Here's the they're thing. really not prospering all that well lately. <laughs> like, but maybe fuck. maybe it's it's maybe it's maybe they're the bet they're it's like the long bet, right? Where these things were open and these civilizations that are around there and hold on to these legends, like let's say Egypt, say like even though they their history, maybe they fuck maybe they do know it's a Stargate and they're hoping they'll be the ones to have first contact when they come again. Right. Just by holding on to the site, right? And it's like, if we can be first contact, the stuff they did for the people that first contacted last time, we just don't know when it's going to happen. So we're like, we got to hold on to the Stargate. It's the long game. Or the long game. Yeah, they're just, they're waiting for the Anunnaki return. Thousand so pretty years. much sounds like every religion ever. Just playing yeah, the fucking long game. Playing play <laughs> something <laughs> to work out. The faith long game. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't really work out for anyone, but everyone keeps right, playing. And, think of, and what is it every thirty six hundred years? So let's let's say how long the, you know, the story would get skewed, in that that long that amount it's of time. Just been one giant fucking telephone game about Stargates. Yeah. yeah, that's what it all. That's where this all comes from. Is Stargates? I thought it all came from a TV show or a movie made in nineteen ninety four. But well, they did great that great movie I, made uh, in nineteen ninety four. I did some re- I had read some articles that said like that movie was funded with uh black budget money and it was put out so that people wouldn't believe in Stargates because now it's too like I saw that on a sci-fi. It's not real. <laughs> hey, not let's really tell everybody about the something they might not know. Well, yeah. exactly. <laughs> they actually they actually brought on an uh an Egyptologist to get their uh hieroglyphic writing uh correct on that uh that movie hopefully it wasn't the same guy we listened to in fucking alien kong because that guy sucked <laughs> Remy romano no, yeah. Rami, Rami with whatever Rami romano now, everybody's an egyptologist what uh what else we got zell for okay we got more so this one is in bolivia at a place called tiwanaco like puma pumka and like they have this yeah. this is the place where they have like the most amazing megalithic stone work like it's in like top three in the world. They have like those interlocking dovetail blocks look like they're laser cut. And then in, in the middle of nowhere, they have a stargate and it looks like this. It's just a giant archway called gate of the sun. And there's nothing else around. Well, there's, there's other ruins around, but this is like the one thing that's really stood the test of time. Yeah. It's called gate of the sun. Gate of the sun. Gate of the sun. Whoa. Or otherwise, the sun is a star, so Stargate. Stargate. Oh, shit. Oh, mind-blowing. Unbelievable. Well, That's why they call me Maester. <laughs> wait, wait for it. Cue it. Maester Daniel, the learner of knowledge, the keeper of secrets, protector of truth, Maester Daniel. There it is. Ooh, whatever. <laughs> Byron's like, what's happened since what I left? <laughs> I haven't been here in a while. This place has got weird There's cameras. <laughs> we got on a walkabout again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, oh, that would be wild doing something like that around one of these areas. Walking but like, up. look at that fucking, look at that fucking gate. That's unbelievable. What else well, we got? Like, is even that the, the best detail one? along across the top of it. Like, there's a lot of work going into it. Oh yeah, this is a it, like this. The stonework here is uh, not. Uh, 
it's like the, the stones are like perfectly smooth and stuff in this place. Like they're all, it's like almost looked like they were cast, like poured concrete or melted stone. Yeah, like foam. Like a lot of a lot of people say, a lot of theories go like some of these ancient megalithic sites sometimes makes more sense for them to actually have if they have the energy to make stargates and move fifteen hundred ton things, like fifteen hundred ton stones. I bet you they would have the energy to actually melt stone in place and like form it. I wouldn't be surprised, but kind of hard to prove that. Yeah. But that's uh, that's Tiwanaku, Gate of the Sun. Stargate. So this one, I couldn't really find a good picture of this one, but it's like a, it's called the Ranmasu Yuana Stargate, and it's in Sri, Sri Lanka. So just on the southern side of India there, that little island. Yeah. Uh, where? Well, I don't think Wait, what? What did you say? What island? Oh, Sri Lanka. Like just south of yeah, okay. South India, so this is this is it, and I guess um, some people say so. It's more about like, so if you look, there's like a this like this is the diagram that's etched into the stone, and in front of this stone is four seats, like four seats made for a man, and the ancient cultures say that the monks would go there and they would chant their inc- inc- incantations and they would, it says be transformed. So some people take that as they were transformed and like teleported or some people say it was just a spiritual transformation. But regardless, they say that this shape, which is etched into the stone in this temple in Sri Lanka is actually like a map of sacred sites around the world. And this is like this, this actually is reminiscent of the globe. If you were to flatten it out and all these sites, someone did it where like a lot of these sites match up with like Machu Picchu. uh, It's like a, it's like a, it's like a fucking transit map. It's a fucking, that's a, yeah, right. That's a transit map. All those, those are the stargates. Next that, stop, that's what, where you want to go. Presser and yeah, so that's what that's what some people say, and it's. I mean, India is full of crazy shit. We we'll do one one time on like the the what are those ancient texts? Um, they call it, Mahabharata. Well, that's one of them, but the whole the whole collection, and they talk about the Vamanas, like the flying craft, and like the ancient wars and all that stuff, and that that's where Mahabharata is one of them, and then the other one is. Uh, Mahabharata is like the big one, though. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one. Big, they have that's good. The Vimanas and stuff in it. Is that the one? Okay, so, anyways, whatever that is, but that's also also the one where they found, um, like when Oppenheimer said, like I've become death, the story of worlds. Samita. He was quoting that, like, so they were saying like nuclear power. Oh, Samita, yeah. Like, yes, Samita. Right. So the nu- the he says that in modern times he was the first to create the power, but he's referring to this ancient Indian text that all this technology has already been created and lost in ancient times. So India is full of crazy shit like that. Well, uh, and just looking back at that picture you said, and the four people sitting, it's weird that a lot of these places have such like a connection to like acoustic sounds and stuff. Right. Like when we yep. have chicken eats all that, all the weird acoustic stuff there. And you know, it's interesting that I wonder if these things had some sort of vibrate worked on some sort of vibrational frequency that you could get to. What's well, one of the theories that they operate off the vibrations of the actual earth itself. And like, that's where they get some of its power from. Like, and it goes back to that theory that it's like the original spot was there. And then they've built the gates at that area because of, because that's what acoustic. So it's perfect environment for it. Yeah, that's where that that's what they call like the ley lines, like the power grid of the earth, like the I don't know, you get deep into like the earth is actually just a sacred geometric shape and all the points of all the inter- intersecting points create like a vast energy field and some people are attuned to it or you can be 
train yourself to become attuned to these energy points. And then a lot of these ancient temples are said to be built upon these points to become stargates, obviously. So all these stargates must have been shut down around the same time. Like somebody must have made the decision to say, okay, these humans are blowing it. We got to shut these down because at least one of these cultures would be a fucking modern day Wakanda. You know what I mean? If it fucking, if it would have existed and worked for a while, you know what I mean? Like there would be that one civilization that's so massively, you know, far ahead and walking around going Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. But no, okay, so that theory, so if you go with this theory that there's actually, say a lot of these places are older than we, because we sometimes claim these places are only 6,000 or 8,000 years old because that's what organic material we found, either a moss or something buried by it, like that's what they date it. But when you start going, if you were to go with the theory that there was actually a cataclysm, we go with the younger, like call it the younger driest impact, right? There was that fragmented comet that they're more and more certain actually hit the ice caps about 12,000 years ago, causing massive, rapid climate change, huge rising of ocean levels, like throwing off the entire world's weather pretty much overnight. And pretty much we talked about like if we something like that was to happen to us today, our society would collapse and the hunter gatherers of the Amazon would continue on as normal, right? So what if the Younger Dryas impact was actually the Anunnaki's way of trying to wipe out the human race? Just drop the nuke? And then the, yeah, then they would try, they're trying to like, okay, well, we're going to nuke this place from orbit. And we're also, just to be sure, we're going to nuke our Stargate, our main Stargate. So it's just, just to get, just to get rid of like, all right, this planet's done. We're moving on. Yeah. We've got all the we've got all the gold we need, or these people have become you know this race has become too unruly for us, and they were just like, beep, we could just get out of here, get the fuck out, reset button. We ain't dead yet, motherfuckers. Nope. Yeah, yeah no, get back. I like, I like that theory. Destroyed. Now we can't yeah. figure out how these goddamn stargates worked. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Saddam Hussein did figure it out how it works. Et so. still trying to phone home. Hmm. You I, like know, it's, I like it's, that theory a lot, actually. It's so, and it always it's always weird that these. I always go back to these places and they're like, uh, and their connection with Orion's Belt, like, like the Great Pyramids and even like stuff in Chichen Itza. I'm always, I'm, I wonder if it has something to do with those three stars. Well, it has to be, is my guess. Either that's another point of connection. I think. Right. I don't know. I'm just thinking I'm really stoned. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's what it's for, man. It's for thinking. Thinking a lot. <laughs> oh, I, why not, man? At this but point. But then, because uh, I don't know, even when I was, I was like, go outside, anytime I go outside, my eyes are just always drawn to Orion's belt. I don't know about you guys. That's what I look for first. Second, well, Big Dipper. What's first the mo- yes, Orion's it's belt. a very noticeable constellation. Cause yeah. And I'm like, one, is, that, is that it? It was noticeable for them back then, too. So they're like, no. Let's well, spend a thousand years to, making a pyramid. The Sumer- the Sumerians were and uh, were were definitely and and from evidence we know that they were an astronomically advanced culture. They knew of at least well according according to Zechariah Sitchin they knew of all the planets. They knew of all ten planets in our solar system or nine if you don't count Pluto, um, and that they but. 
from other sources, you also know that they only knew about five of those planets, but they were great observers of the heavens. And most of the astronomical things that we know today, mostly astronomical knowledge that we have, uh, you know, even from them throughout the ages was based on things from Sumerian texts and their astrology and their astronomy. Like they, they had those kinds of things, but then you also have to kind of think like, put yourself in the shoes of a person who lived back in ancient Samaria. It's like, you really don't have anything to do at night. Like you don't have anything to do. Like what else, you, you know, except to look at the sky. What? That's like, some bullshit. That's, I'm sure they had tons to see do. it every night. You know, that's- you don't have TV. You don't have, you know, books. You definitely don't have books. You don't have anything else to do. So why you would just look at the sky. Plus there'd be no light pollution. So that would be, pretty much probably the best form of entertainment is just to look at the sky, catch a shooting star to probably, you know, that, make up your stories about your constellations and things like that. So it's, it wouldn't be unusual for them to base their whole. This is all out of boredom. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that's dance theory. I have done some pretty weird things out of boredom. It's true. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Everyone has, I can, the worst part is, is I can put myself right in that picture right now where I'm just <laughs> laying there and being like, look at that one. Uh, if you look closely, I see a bear and you're like, you don't fucking see a bear. And then you're like, look at those ones you see it. And you're like, all right, kind of. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but <laughs> that's what, exactly how I would go. So if there's it's no like, light, it's there's like no light sitting pollution. for an evening with Mr. Conspiracy. Ryan, do you remember us looking at the stars one night? Yeah, you guys were doing the same shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh. Think about if if you're looking at the stars with no light pollution, I feel it'd be way harder to pick out a constellation because there's a hundred or a thousand times more stars up there, wouldn't it? It's but yeah, but they would be the most noticeable. They would be the brightest. Most cultures base their their astronomy and stuff around the um, like the stars that you would see constantly. Like the the sky doesn't stay the same, you know, when you're looking at it. Like some stars move, some stars don't. But they would see play or move more than other stars. So you'd have like planets that obviously move at different places. So you'd see places like Mars. You'd see, you know, um, Jupiter. You'd see those planets move in different places. You'd be like, oh, that one's not in the same place that I saw it from last time. It's over there this time, you know. Um, so you kind of would have to be able to put those somewhere i suppose like you you would you would base your stuff around that like you'd be like oh maybe that one i you know i it's hard for me to put myself in the shoes of a person like back then but you'd be like but for them they attributed these different moving celestial bodies to gods they'd be like this one is uh you know marduk and this one is uh enlil or enki so, you know, all the bad shit happens on this day. And I saw that star this night. So obviously all the bad <laughs> shit was caused by that star. <laughs> Fuck that star. <laughs> oh, hey, so. could be. Okay. When I was a little kid, this is a little off track, but in that same <laughs> logic, uh, I remember getting up early when I was a little kid. And then like, do you guys remember that shitty Super Mario TV show? Yeah, where it yeah. started off when they're like yeah. real people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah live so I action. I loved that cartoon. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. But I never could figure out when it was on because I couldn't tell time. And this is a weird, you brought up this weird, like, underage, like, I was probably four years old. You By talking about this, you brought up this memory. And I remember sitting in the morning just after watching Mario, and I went up by my bed and I was looking at the sun coming through the window on the at the stair rails. And I went, this is how I'll remember when the sun hits here 
and it, the stairwell things are positioned like this, I know Mario's on. And it was never on ever again the same. I couldn't figure it out. But like that was like in my brain looking at the sun and being like, that's probably how I can tell. I can tell like this is when Mario's on if they're right there. I like remember having that thought and then being like, never watching Mario again. Drew a line on the carpet on the stairs. What's that for, Brad? So I know what time Mario's on. No, I wasn't even that smart. I just went, I'll just look. I, I, I should be able to guess, gauge the distance by eye. My that four-year-old show, eye, sharp. That show was unreal. Remember when they used to have like the Zelda episodes? Did you not hear it? I watched one. I never fucking <laughs> figured out the time. <laughs> never got back to it every time. You got to rub it, it in. Could have been. It could have been the Zelda one. I don't know. You got to rub it in <laughs> a little bit. But that just you. It was weird. I brought back a weird, super weird childhood memory for me. So uh, one of the questions, and I'm watching the stream here, is like, uh, do the gates line up in certain constellations, and, and is that it work this is from i take jello shots um basically i mean this the stargate movie kind of had it right where it's like you pretty much need seven points to in any three-dimensional space you need like about seven points to kind of get it right to where you're gonna go so like you're looking at a cube you need one of all those you need all six points within that three-dimensional space but you also need like an origin point so i mean if I were to build like a Stargate, yeah, it would be something that you could set either. It's a dial or some sort of interface where you would kind of do it like that. If you just aligned it with one constellation, that doesn't really set it. That doesn't really work because constellations still do move. You know, a lot of the stuff you have, you have the whole um, field of archaeoastronomy, which is basically people taking projections of how the, you know, how the um, constellations and how things lined up for thousands of years because they do move. Like the, the, the night sky does move and it lines up at different positions at different times. So if you were to line it up with, if you lined up some sort of Stargate with a constellation, unless you were only planning to use it for a short time, then it, it would work. But then after like a couple thousand years or hundred years, it might move. So it might shift. So then you'd be like teleporting into the middle of a star or something. So that's how I assume it would kind of work. Hmm. Cool. I don't know. I've never used one, so I've been I've been trying. I'm trying to figure one out here. Last last week I've been trying to build one. In the in the TV show, you only needed the what it was like three things. I don't know. It was like three points, and they just moved the little dial around. And one sent you to Atlantis, and one sent you to Antarctica, and there were little wormy things that they put inside you and turned you into a god or whatever. I don't know. Fuck that. The gold. Yeah. Which they never talked about in the movie, so I don't know. Where that came from? <laughs> movie is good. Reboot that movie. Do it. I I'm I'm down for Stargate reboot. I'd watch it. Fuck and put yeah. Kurt Russell in it again, again. as the main character again. Kurt Russell. Yes. Okay. Same let's plot. go. Uh, let's go. Uh, next. Let's go. Something else. Uh, next one. Now, the city of Abydos in Egypt is one of the craziest places on the planet, and they claim that. What what do they call it? fuck I lost it. What do they call those uh the city with the giant blocks the uh, Assyrian? Assyrian? Here let's see let's see if it comes up here. Here's Ab- Abydos Assyria? Egypt. Yeah. Assyria? So, no, it's called the uh, Assyrian Assyrian temple. It's one it's one of the major major temples and they in this temple is where you find this you've seen us in ancient e- aliens for sure. This is a hieroglyph <sighs> that shows what looks Spaceship. Like a helicopter, a, fucking helicopter. a boat, and a spaceship or some type of craft. Three of them right there. And yeah. it's... One's a helicopter, one's a tank. Oh, it's a yacht. Oh, it's shit. This, hey, right? there's Mothra. You got Mothra over here. 
Kaijus. Yeah. You got some type of fishing lure. Fishing lure. And then you got a helicopter. That's and it. then you got a fucking craft. And this is a fucking UFO right here, 100%. That's weird. This is fucking the, crazy. I'm you, got the planet, you got the Planet Express ship right there. I got to look at them in different angles to make sure I'm not seeing Mothra. them in a weird, like... Definitely Mothra. Seeing right? something else there. So Godzilla, King of the Monsters, 100% fact. Yeah, man. It's because that idea is... That's where we get... Fuck, ideas for these movies and stuff. It's happening so somewhere look, else and you're just feeling it. And that's where the, and these ideas the are coming Kaiju from. The first Kaiju war was waged. So you're seeing it right there. Someone ago. else was writing it. Nothing's original, man. Everyone, everyone can, has access to these thoughts, man. Right. But the movie got it wrong. Mothra <laughs> is not, and King of the Monsters is South America. I can't remember, but it was like South of South America is where Mothra is from. But here it's Egypt. Okay. And now on the same city, it is a crazy city because it was lost. It was lost to history. And then in early, like the early 20th century, a lady named Doroth- Dorothy Edie claimed she was a reincarnation of a like Egyptian peasant. And she pretty much led the expedition and told them where to dig and where to find this fucking temple. And sure enough, this temple with the biggest megalithic blocks in Egypt was just unearthed under the desert. And there's a Stargate in there, 100%. What? <laughs> they uh, this girl fucking I seen it. I, she's she fucking she it's a reincarnation. She found this thing. No one knew where it was. It's like that. It's like Troy. It's like it was never here. And then guys like I found it. Like, How is that fuck. not the fucking case file? That's fucking crazy. Hey, <laughs> like it's so crazy. She she said she knew about it. She claimed to be the reincarnation of like an Egyptian person from way back forth. 4,500 years ago, and she led the investigation from what I could read. So so she claimed that before. This is what I need to know. Did she claim that before or after she found it? Before. She She, led them straight. She led. She led them. Okay, but I just wanted to make sure this isn't one of those things where she led them and then people are like, how'd you find it? She's like, well, I'm a reincarnation Egyptian person and I knew about it. I wanted her to, I want this lady to be like, I am this. Everyone's like, you're crazy. She's like, I'll show you. So that, that that's, that's what, what I wanted to go. That's what happened. She, Perfect. That's why she must. <laughs> she must have like really, really convinced these fucking people. Like, how she, the hell did she sell anybody credible to come fucking with her to go look for this shit? No, she took these texts and she, with no training, as it goes the story, transcribed the text. She, she knew where everything said was. She had no training. She said, well, "Whatever." Like, you can't just get training on a dead language nowhere. Uh, can you? Can you just go home and pick up this? Just go on the internet right I mean, now and learn how to speak Sumerian. In 2009, they published a Sumerian lexicon, and like you can kind of pick up it and read Sumerian if you really well, wanted to. This wasn't 2009. This was like what was the year? Uh, it doesn't say. It said early 20th century. Anyways, that goes. Early 20th, that was a, that was a story, and this place is fucking bananas. Here's some. Here's some. Here's some of the blocks. Look at some of these things. That's Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at these fucking blocks, man. 20, 50, 100 town blocks just stacked up perfectly. Very reminiscent of other buildings in Peru and Egypt out of a time when like the stones locked together with like you can't even slip a piece of paper between them. And this thing was buried under the sand and flooded. And they still have that. They're always pumping it out because it's always flooding. Yeah, right, man. That's just what those are right there is those are ruins from version 1.0 of this simulation. Of the sim? <laughs> yeah, 100%. 
It was like, oh, everything was just blocks, just like Minecraft. Slowly updated it. Hey. To what it is now. That's my new theory. That's what I've that's what I'm getting from this Stargate talk. <laughs> those are those are Minecraft blocks. Those are insane. It does look like it didn't even when you first pulled it up, blocks. I was like, those don't even look real. Hey, Stargates, man. They're around. They're everywhere. <laughs> look, look them up. Look them up. <laughs> uh, is there any others? Is that or is that the craziest one? That's the. I think that's the craziest one, just because the cool. backstory is pretty crazy. But some that's people, fucking nuts. Some people. Yeah, could, I'd love to watch some interviews with this girl. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't, I don't know I mean, if there's. She's. I'm pretty sure. I don't think dead. there's any audio interviews of her because it's before time of audio film. Oh, damn it! But they. Some people claim that Gobekli Tepe could have been a stargate but they don't really know because they've only excavated like two percent of it but yeah, there is giant mega giant megaliths new. so maybe when you get to the bottom of all these maybe that maybe gobekli tepe was the main stargate because that's why they backfilled it oh that would make sense because if you haven't listened to our gobekli tepe case file gobekli tepe is a place in turkey where they mistakenly uncovered this circle of the stone circle first it was one stone and then uncovered it and it had been a stone circle then they've uncovered like dozens and dozens of circles and it was all purposely backfilled. They filled it in, whatever it was. They filled it in so it would be preserved through time. So some people claim that when they actually get to the bottom, when they actually, it's going to take like 50 years to dig this fucking thing out. But when they finally get to the bottom, maybe Stargate. Maybe. Oh, maybe. We'll be, see. 50 it's, years. It's we'll, honestly, I'm like, we have no idea. So it's one of those ones for me where I'm like, and there's all that weird shit with the Egyptians and stuff. I'm like, listen, I, I have no answers for anything's possible. No. So in case file 4,500, we'll come back when Gobekli Tepe is uncovered, and we'll let you know. (laughs) Gobekli Tepe on Earth, ATT, case file. Live from Mars. Live from Mars. (laughs) (laughs) Live from Mars with Brayden, Zell, Dan, Andrew, and Byron's head in jars. (laughs) (laughs) Simpsons predicted it. Yep. Yeah. The last one I could find, and this was this is more of like a supernatural one because there's not really any megalithic structures. But I guess in Sedona, like a small town in Arizona, like the Native American tribes, they claim that this area is home to like these vortices that can lead you out of mind and body, like a stargate. But there's nothing actually built. So this is more of like more of a spiritual one. But if you go with the theory that maybe these stargates are just their energy points. And the actual gates being built are to harness them, but if you, they're not harnessed, this whole area is actually like affected. It's like a one of those power grid points of the Earth. Nothing like too crazy. Skywalker about it, Ranch or something. Yeah, kind of something like that. Like just weird. It's like this weird stuff happens here. Maybe that's just what. Maybe that's how the original like people get here is these weird power points that pop up. Right. It's like right now we're an in spot for something for some other dimension or or whatnot, but they move around with time. Was there any uh, like was there anybody that witnessed the Phoenix Lights in Sedona? I might be crazy. Probably. <laughs> I'm gonna go with probably. <laughs> then that's probably crazy. That's probably right? crazy. <laughs> That'd be fucking nuts. <laughs> I don't know. I don't don't personally know anyone down in Arizona could tell me. If anyone's listening and you is that where they happened? Is in Sedona? Is that like well, that's what I was asking? It well it, oh, it, it, it covered a huge a huge region of Arizona. Yeah. So I'm sure, like, I don't know where Sedona is located exactly, but. Could. Or maybe that, maybe it's a weird thing where this thing like bends time, right? So you're people that were seeing the Phoenix lights were, were seeing them 
and they were real, but they were seeing something that was happening in like another time of Earth, like an earlier path of like the original things coming down. But it's just this these weird vortexes on Earth manipulate space and time like we don't know and can't fathom. That's my theory. There's a theory. I don't know. Could be. So that's pretty much all. That's all the Stargates that, I mean, people claim the other ones are. Like we talked about Stonehenge a little bit, but Stonehenge is, I mean, it's standing stones in a circle. Like, fuck, could be. I don't know. That's the least, that's the least impressive one of the ones you've, you showed me and that we've seen. <laughs> Sto- yeah, Stonehenge. Not saying it's not impressive, but I'm just saying impressive. like the least impressive. It looks Maybe the most like the barbaric. Stargate. You heard it here. Brayden says Stonehenge <laughs> sucks. Yeah, my review of Stonehenge. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Wasted afternoon, if you ask me. <laughs> Never said afternoons that. would. I'd love to go. Um, what else? Should we... Uh, anyone else got some final thoughts on Stargates? We kind of went everywhere with it. <laughs> Let, let's all do a quick summary. Brayden, what's your summary? Stargates real? Fake? Oh, maybe? Dude. Uh, smoke, I'm going to say smoke uh, some more pen. Real, real maybe. Real maybe. Um, a real real maybe here. Uh there's just a lot of these things line up when we're when we're talking about it and like these things, all these places on earth of these power lines. And I've been to one. I've been to Chichen Itza. And when you're there, you're like you're looking around and like you're like, this looks like like you some of these things you're like, this looks like a launch like a landing pad. That's what we thought. Yeah. But now I'm like, this could easily be like an opening where someone would come through. So I'm like it kind of lines up with everything we're talking about. And if, if we're going like deep theory, I'm like, hell yeah, I believe that shit. That's awesome. I love it. So cool. It's cool. I like the idea that we rebelled and broke the gate and closed the doorway. I fucking <laughs> like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could go ahead. I love I'm, that I'm pre- movie. I'm pretty much on the same page. Like as we talk about ancient astronaut theory and like these cultures are way more advanced than, than if like, if you go with a limit, a linear timeline of humanity, it shouldn't like some of these stuff things shouldn't exist back in the day. If like they didn't have the tools that we know of, they had like copper chisels and like they didn't really have the stuff to build the stuff. And some of it, some of it looks machined, right? So if there was this advanced building going on, maybe it was d- done by an advanced species of alien, pretty much who came here and they helped us out. Like start started our culture, helped taught us how to build. Started with these giant stones, and after whatever happened they left or we rebelled and they left or whatever. We couldn't build like that anymore. And you slowly watched human architecture go smaller, smaller stones, the brick size, like human brick size. And now that way of building and Stargate technology lost, unless you believe the theory that we recovered it in Iraq. I don't know. I'm on board. I love, I love aliens. I love the theory of wormhole travel, like across space and time in an instant. Be fucking cool. See, keep an eye on it. Maybe we'll, uh, uh, maybe we'll, someone will start. Do we one. want to head to the to the middle here? Uh, I would love for them to be real. Yeah, he does. The oh, it's so much easier just to get around. Yeah, um, just teleport around would be so much better. It yeah. does make like like you said, they all line up. We just don't or no longer have the technology to start them up, and it may require someone to come back to Earth with the extra missing piece to get them going or the energy source to power them up, or it is here. But I don't know, man. It'd be bloody sweet if we did have that because it'd save a lot of time with all these bloody ships we've got to build to try and get to places. Yeah, just teleport, man. Just <laughs> yeah. fucking teleport. All these stairs we got to walk. Fucking yeah. stairs. Like planes we got to take. 
No, it'd be it'd be sick. It'd be good. Oh, I don't know. I just I want to see it happen. Let's get one started. You heard it from Byron. He's gonna be the first to start one up. Byron hates stairs. <laughs> Byron hates stairs. Therefore, we need get stargates. Stargates. We need Stargate. stargates. Keep yeah, going. Think? Maester Daniel. Four stars. Kurt Russell. James Bay. Fantastic. <laughs> Great movie. CG doesn't hold up. Score does. Score's great. Score does. Score's great, great musical score. David Arnold, great composer. Great movie. I recommend it. There Ready for a reboot. Reboot. You hear it. Dan will write it. I'm on it. <laughs> I'm going to call Kurt Russell tomorrow. <laughs> Just write a script and pitch it, man. Who knows? Never know. Andrew, what do you think on Stargate? Or Stargate? Uh, for my closing comments, I'm oh, going to you went alien. My, uh, Wait, you got an alien. Andrew, you an alien. stop. We stop. don't even want to hear what you got to say. You're cracking so bad. <laughs> Wait, try again. Try again. Say something. Yo. Yo, there yeah. you go. All right, right there you go. Now we want to hear what you have to say. Now we want to, to hear. Wow. I got nothing now. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. But you know what? If you don't... Andrew if said. You, if you yeah, don't... Yeah. Uh, with Zoom that kind on. of attitude, we're going to take that bed. You're sleeping right on the floor from now on. We're taking that frame. That's what's right. coming from you next. You get a yoga mat. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you look like you're living in a prison cell. <laughs> it feels like I'm living in a prison cell. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's wrap this one up. Let's get into some space news. Um, what do I have first here? <laughs> this is a uh, this is riveting stuff. Uh, mice that went that or sorry, mice that spent a month in space were able to reproduce once they got back to Earth. Okay, uh, I pulled so that one up because repro- what I originally had read in my head before I read it again out loud was <laughs> mice that spend month in space were able to produce in space. <laughs> That's what my brain just read when I went, oh, that's cool. And now re-looking at it, I'm like, oh, that's not it at all. But it is cool because you know if we do go there and come back, we'll still be able to re- reproduce, which means if we just has, go there. Has no female astronaut come back and given birth? I find it hard to believe, but I don't know. I guess, well, I'm, I'm getting, if like that's a thing where they're excited about, this is September 27th. If that's something they're excited about, they're like, mice can do it. I'm like, is there a concern that women you, can't once they go? Um, I, I think know. a major concern is like all of the types of radiation that you get exposed to up there. Right. Whereas opposed, where un- instead of like on the planet where the atmosphere and magnetosphere of the earth protect us from a lot of the radiation that is floating around in space, which is a lot, um, you know, being out in space for extended periods of time, I think they would worry if people would have trouble reproducing if they were either in space or going to space for extended periods of time and then coming back. So if, if mice can do it, people can do it too. Is that right? I think so. Exactly, yeah. So you're still good to do it. Yeah. I, 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 the whole astronaut thing, I don't know whether Having finding someone to go there to do it. And now, can you, get pre- it can you get pregnant in space? Zero G sex. You think everybody <laughs> wants to see that's, it? That's going to be the new the line of the future. You know what? That'd be a hey, lot baby, of effort. Hey, baby, I was. Still, you, everyone knows you can't get pregnant in space. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that. You can't get pregnant in space. 
Huh. Um, the, I got uh, Dr. Jim Green has warned that the two rovers from NASA and the European Space Agency could find evidence of life within months of arising, arriving on Mars in March 2021. Uh, he said that life is going to be found and that the world is not prepared for the new line of thinking they're going to have to adopt. Hmm. That was interesting. I was like, I I kind of forgot about those rovers. So they're going up and they're going to be taking um, like soil samples from like six feet down. And then they have a, like a data research center somewhere in there that's automated and they'll go and they're able to detect biological particles, particles and stuff. So it's interesting. That'd be, uh, I would love to find life, any even simple life uh, in my lifetime. That'd be unbelievable. It's happening. Uh, that's pretty much what I had for space news. I had one space news. Musk vows to accelerate starship development. So the starship that's going to take humans to Mars. Within one and two months, he's taken it on a 65,000 foot test flight. About 20 kilometers, he claims. And then a couple months after that, he's going to try and do a suborbital flight. And it's going to be, this is going to be the starship that's going to be attached to the Falcon Heavy. That's the big oh, old yeah. steel one he's building, right? Yeah, yeah, the big steel craft. Big old Planet Express looking yeah, one. Exa- looks fucking awesome. Yeah, Planet Ex- exactly. And he's going to uh it's it gonna is. be attached to the Falcon Heavy booster, and that baby's going to Mars. And he's really people are a little bit mad at him though, saying he's putting a little bit too much resources into this project project when electric cars and other stuff might be more beneficial to the planet. But the rocket is badass, so stand by, we'll see what happens. If that can re re-enter intact that's sick well it's being it's being built to uh go to mars i don't think is it coming back is that a one-way trip isn't it first trip well of course the first trip is because they're all gonna die on mars (laughs) 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 not to be bleak but not to be bleak (laughs) i don't want to be the first person (laughs) if you've signed up to go to mars you've signed up you know what you're doing it's not coming back i think I, i think everyone can agree upon that first no one's coming back from that first one. It's going to be a hard, I think, a hard learning curve for the first little bit. I wonder when they get there, are they going to elect like a president and then you'd be like the first president of Mars? That'd be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, 100%. That'd be the best. Here's, 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 I got to pull a picture. That's the fucking spacecraft. There it is. Look at that, oh. baby. Look at that. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Look at that, baby. Oh, Planet yeah. Express. Planet Express. Our is expendable. Right. Your package is not. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's a cool looking fucking spacecraft. He was saying, yeah, it's it. The, the spacecraft is really impressive. He's also, I think, I, I believe he tweeted out a couple things about his praises for the the materials they're using, steel as opposed to like the uh, the carbon fiber composites and all that stuff. Because he was saying how much cheaper steel was and all of its kind of thermo, um, like all of its kind of like thermo prop, like thermo. What was it called? Thermo distribution or something properties, and it's just gonna be like, yeah, he's like, it's really great. It's really, it's all, it's a hell of a lot cheaper than those composites they used to make the space shuttles before. Cool. Yeah, it looks fucking awesome. Um, that's all I have space news. That's it. That's all I have. Um, well, why don't we queue up uh, mongoose files? What do you got for us, Andrew? You got wait, something well, good for wait, us? Wait, well, wait, I'm, wait. I'm fucking scared to talk. Ready to destroy Cali! 
It's pretty yeah, well, heavy theme song. <laughs> If my fucking if my mic fucks up, you can't take away my yoga mat. I'll have nowhere to sleep. <laughs> Listen, right, we already some, took your some... desk and your mic stand. All right, you yeah. just keep pushing us. See what fucking happens. Okay, <laughs> I got nothing. You'll be sleeping on the cold hard yeah. floor. <laughs> I got nothing left. Um. Okay. So the other day, a friend of a friend of mine was called to a uh, rather routine motor vehicle accident. Gets on scene and there is a car in the middle of the highway that's been like ran into from one side of traffic. The other side of traffic stopped and everybody's out of their cars yelling and screaming. We get there, pop out. Okay, what's going on? What's going on? They're like, this car just randomly came into the middle of traffic and, you know, while everything was moving. And I'm like, okay, like, is everybody okay? Where's the driver of this car? They're like, there is no driver of this car. What? Yeah. So I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, so obviously the person must have been hit and run, you know, crashed a car in the middle of the traffic, took off. Right. So we're talking to people, doing an assessment, call the fire department. Okay, let's get this car going out. And as we're doing an assessment on these people, totally casual, whatever, nobody's really that hurt. Somebody screams from like down the road, coming from like a business, you know what I mean? Like right kind of just above the road. And kind of like look over and being like, oh, that's kind of weird, right? Like looked at my partner. I'm like, I'm going to go check out, you know what I mean? What the hell happened over there? Because it's like a blood curdling scream, right? And I'm like, you feel comfortable here? We called another ambulance because there's a few other patients just in case anybody needs to go. So I start trekking up kind of this. It's It was this kind of like just a little bit of an incline, you know what I mean? Leading to the street. So I trek up it, go and it's right outside a hair salon. And there's a group of people standing in the parking lot, kind of like surrounded and you could kind of see somebody's legs sitting on the fucking sidewalk. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird, right? So I come up and I'm like, hey, is everybody okay? And this lady turns around, and like grabs me by my shirt and she's bawling and screaming. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, calm down. And I kind of like go to look at the body on the ground. And there's this lady lying on the ground with a smushed head. A smushed head? Like an absolutely like a watermelon? smushed head. Like, like smushed, like pancake head, right? Oh. And you know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, like there's no brain exposed that I can tell. It's pretty bloody. So I go down there. I go check the carotid. Okay. It's a carotid pulse. This person's alive. Go down, try to find an airway, try to see where they're breathing from. Find their mouth, start bagging their mouth, try to clear the airway. Teeth start pulling out. I accidentally pulled the roof of their mouth out of their face. I didn't mean to, but I had to get the airway open. Anyways, we took the smushed lady to the hospital. It was pretty gruesome. Get them there. They're alive for now. And while we're kind of giving a handoff report to the hospital, kind of explaining to them what, the, okay, you know what I mean? We don't really have any fucking idea what happened to this lady. She's just laying on the sidewalk with a smushed head. Somebody comes up and says, Hey, um, I'm here for the lady that had a smushed with a smushed head. Basically. Um, I have, I have footage from our security cameras term. of what happened. Your your friend is embellishing that part. He never said, I'm here for the lady with the smushed head. Well, no, she's here. We're here with the lady. Anyway. Yeah. um, The lady had a smushed head, so. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, a little did I know that the fucking car in the middle of the fucking highway and this lady was the same situation. She shows us the fucking uh, security camera and this lady, I guess, forgot her wallet when she was getting her hair done, walked out to her car, started her car. 
went to go fucking back into the salon, realized she forgot her wallet again, came back out through the passenger seat, reached over to grab her wallet, hit her car in the gear, car started rolling backwards. She fell out and it ran over her head. Oh my then God. Then onto the road. And then, then rolled just into slowly the road. rolled the onto the road. Ugh. Holy fuck. Oh, dude, it's so Jeez. gruesome, man. Like, oh, like, like, honestly, like a melon. Like if you, would you picture like a, somebody wrote like a watermelon, watermelon. Yeah, exactly what it looked like. So did uh, your friend save this lady? Uh, for, I think they survived in ICU for about three days. They served that long with a smushed head. Yeah. yeah. I think they, for, oh. went, you know what? Those organs went to people who needed them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's a pretty Dude, shitty outcome, obviously for her and the family, but you know, at least there was some people got saved in the end. But yeah. Oh, shit. Super weird. Absolutely no idea what the fuck was going on. Like, okay, there's a random car in the middle of the highway here. There's nobody like, obviously you think somebody just like hit and run took off. Did a runner. Yeah. Yeah. Super weird. Okay. Um, that's enough of that. Wow. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> fuck. Smushed head. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, all right. Let's go over to some good news. Dan, why don't you pitch out the theorite of the week? <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to pitch out the theory of the week. I don't know. Someone's no? supposed to. What did we discuss this? I told you before. I, you, 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 I asked the, you, you picked the theorite. Someone picked the theorite of the week. Sorry. Our theory the of the week the pictures. is Chris Delfield, who sent us uh, a couple of videos and a picture of UFOs, some UFOs that he caught on video. Uh, and, take a look at. and let us, um, I wonder, let us know if we can use your videos and because po- maybe we'll post them and show everyone. Yeah, now that we have the technology to actually live put out videos from the computer, you know, I guess we can, even if they don't say we can use it, we just can't give their name. We'll just use it. I don't know. Well, we used his name, so now you got to give us permission. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have it. I don't have it up right now. I don't have it up right now anyway. So next, if you have a video, send it in either to all, any social media or theorists at gmail dot com, and uh, we will play it on the show. Uh, Zell, you get any? Uh... You got any reviews pulled up? I have some reviews. Um, let's go with this one. This is the newest review. Awesome podcast by Deli Meat from USA. <laughs> just, just Deli Meat. <laughs> Deli Meat. I love this podcast. It's just a group of guys talking about the unexplained events on Earth. I have a bunch of friends, but they would never talk to me about this topic or about the topics you guys talk about. Keep up the good work. Always come unprepared, and could you guys do me a favor? Tell the flat earth people that gullible is not in the dictionary. If they don't believe me, look it up. Ooh, shots fired. (laughs) Fucking zing. Zing. Uh, Another review, Ron Ron Pondcast. We should change the name to Ron Pondcast. Um, From Custodian. Custodian Tim. Thanks, Custodian Tim. New here. Took me about 1.5 months to catch up to the newest ones. I love this podcast. I love this pond cast. My bad. Very funny and entertaining. Makes my eight hour shift feels like a breeze and gives me laughs all night. I constantly listen to the pod, the pond cast and everything about it. 420, 69, 69. Should I do, should I do (laughs) one more? We'll do one more. Why not? The truth is most deaf out there. You guys are the best. Simple, straightforward and funny as hell. I listen to your cast on night shift, makes the nights better. The ambulance driver, I mean, the medic on your crew has some great friend stories. 
I can relate to. Keep up the great work. My favorite podcast. Cheers from Casey Cooper, fellow Canadian. Woo. Cheers. Appreciate it, Casey, but we're not, you know, you don't call firefighters fire truck drivers or policemen, police car drivers. <laughs> the ambulance driver. <laughs> it's wrong. The ambulance One driver. star. Brave Andrew bunch. can't There's take a, a compliment. Police car drivers. <laughs> next brave fire truck drivers. That's the next one star review. Um, guys, guys are mean to him on the reviews. He's like, what can I do to change? Please. <laughs> one guy says nice thing about him. He's like, hey, that's, I just want to get technical here. <laughs> That's the way she goes, boys. Way she goes. Um, she goes. You want to do our new Patreons? Yeah. Uh, if my open in the tab, it's still spinning. I'm on that 2G network. Okay. Well, I'll <laughs> I'll start on the newest one. If you if you jump in, if it loads by the time you get there. Yeah, it's spinning. Trevor Nofsinger, Cody Dixon, Stuart Barclay, Natalia, Natalia. Caddy, George Vasquez, Owen Dev- Devney, Devney, yeah, I don't know. Cadman <laughs> Peterson, Joe Larios Aka Aliens. I right, did pretty good on that one. Sheldon Coates, James Spray, Luis Zaragoza, Lucy Helbor, Mandy Shope, Joe Romero. And that's, I think it's all the new ones. Yeah, I, it's still just coming up. I'll okay, just close well, it now. It's all good. There you go. We got Perfect. it. We had a red. Are we going to do a UFO case thing. of the week or? What? Are we doing a UFO case of the week? Nah, let's save it. Let's save it for next week. Okay, we, we're going a little bit long. This look week, at this so. before we go, though. Before we go, look at this sweater. Let's get a zoom in on that. Is that a fried egg sweater? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some bacon on it. But it looks... There's some bacon on it. It's uh, and it was called, well, I've been calling it. I believe in breakfast. Oh, fucking this, awesome! Came with this little sticker. I thought you're. I thought you're intermittent faster. I thought you don't eat breakfast anymore. Well, no, but I just look how fucking hilarious that shirt is. <laughs> Wait, if you're it's intermittent faster, it just means you don't eat breakfast. Well, well no. you do. It's just I, a different time usually. I, I break my fast in the afternoon. Yeah, your you sweater's built on lies. Yeah. So am I. <laughs> so what's the difference? Anything else before we go? Oh, I got some too. What do you got? Are you going to talk about a new merch store? No, I wasn't. Go for it. Uh, we got tons of new merch out on alien theorist theorizing dot live. I think that's where you can get to it. Zell's going to post a link. I'm going to, I'm going to show you what it looks like right here. This is our site. I don't, I don't even know. I don't think you can see it. You won't see the live stream on my sh- chat. It doesn't work on my computer cause I'm hosting it. Yeah. But go to the merch down here, go down to the Ooh. merch. You can get yourselves a nice stitched hat, a t-shirt. There's more. If you hit the merch section, there's, oh, there's more merch in. than that. I just I just spent hours. Visit store. Visit store. Here we go. Way more stuff out there. Ooh, oh, look got, at those. Oh, look nice. oh shit. You got, look at the bum. Oh, you, you, put out, you put a limited run of the a, original ATT OG Alien Head and the original OG El Nasty Tops. Oh, yeah, I did. Those, those have not been around for a long time. So if you want one, what do we got? Nine days left on them. They're not going to well, be up for a while. There's there's one down below as well, but I'm gonna, I'm going to pull that one the same day as the others. Dude, we got ladies got crop, crop tops, top, crop tops. Oh Did man, you, you fucking you loaded up here. Keep yeah, those eyes on the skies hat. That's a dope hat. I might buy that. I like that. 
We don't get our own. We don't get free merch on our own. We got to buy our own merch from ourselves. Some toques. Got some beanies. We got, be- we got beanies, toques, and an ATT winter hat. What the difference is, is up to you. <laughs> beanies, Aussie. Uh, I believe in socks. Uh, a single sticker. Just one sticker is all you can get. Oh, tons of stuff now, man. It's awesome. And the other thing is, I only wanted to say at the end here is uh, we run an wait, ad. Wait, f- sorry, I thought you were gonna end the show there. No, I wasn't. Don't end the show. Say, say, say your, say your spiel. I was gonna say we run an ad-free show. So if you want to support us, you can support us by going on Patreon, uh, giving us a donation there. We have tons of dedicated content for Patreon only. Um, us playing Dungeons and Dragons. Us talking about um, case files that you don't hear on a regular feed. Uh, if that's not something you want to do. Just go buy a shirt. Go buy a hat, man. All that stuff helps your boys uh, do what they like to do. And if that doesn't do it for you, if you can't, if that's you're tight on coin, a quick share, like, a retweet, or anything on social media, or a five star review. Boom. That's all we need. Helps us out. Every every little share is helping the show. All right. Last thing I want to talk about before you end the show, Braden. Zell's music of the week. If you have a band, or this week, actually, we're going a little, we're going hip hop. I don't, I don't discriminate on genre. Good music's good music. So if you got music that you make yourself, it's all original. Okay, I'm not doing any covers or stuff that's been done. Either tweet us, Instagram, Facebook, or email us, aliantheorist at gmail.com. Send me your band's linked, links and say verbally, or writ, I guess written, that I can use your song because YouTube gives me a strike every time I put it up there. So if, as long say, as I... Say it, say it verbally as well, just for... Yeah, give me send me Put a, it out there. Yeah, send me an audio recording. Oh, you know what? We have we, we something we were gonna do that we keep forgetting is we have a phone number. <laughs> oh shit! I totally forgot about that. We've talked about this like so many times, so many times, and we never. We have a phone number, and we're gonna start taking voicemails and play and play our favorite ones live. <laughs> so yeah. the, the phone number is. Hang on, let me get my phone out. Uh, Byron's gonna call. <laughs> Shit. What is it here? The phone number is 213-261-4254. Uh leave us a voicemail. Fill that message box, baby. <laughs> I think it's an LA phone number, actually. It's an American phone number. So if you're in the States, it's not long distance. Anywhere else, it'll be a little bit long distance, but leave a message and we will it's gonna be funny. Do yeah. your best or do your worst, whatever, whatever comes yeah. out. Maybe that'll be a patron-only content. We'll see how ruthless you guys are. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> see what happens. All right. So this week, I got uh, Hip Hop ending it. It's a good Patreon supporter of ours, Reggie Right Hook. His name is on SoundCloud. You can find him, Reggie Right Hook Perry. The song's called Safety's Off. And if you're a fan of hip hop bands like uh, Jedi Mind Tricks or the like, you'll probably like this tune. And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. Peace. Hammers cocked, firing off the first shot Got the infrared dot to make sure that they fucking top Pop, they think they're hot, but they're not We got them digging out the grave plot My rapper's about to drop, we want that real hip-hop Safety's off, hammers cocked, firing off the first shot Got the infrared dot to make sure that they fucking top Pop, they think they're hot, but they're not We got them digging out the grave plot My rapper's about to drop, we want that real hip-hop When you bitches gon' run, you ain't getting no turns Not even with a spot at the top, yo, you're never gonna earn your chance to go toe-to-toe Cause you know that I'ma burn your 
ass the first goal that I throw and then I'll piss in your arms. You just food for the worms. You belong in the dirt. Trying to reap all the benefits, now I put in no work. Go ahead, talk your shit, son. You get what it worth. You know I've been there, I've done that, I've worn that shirt. Right hook, you're a jerk. Nah, straight to the facts. This game you rappers, not actors. So step the fuck back with your wackers from the platform. You keep it intact while you're jacking others. Pass on expecting us not to react. Like, what the fuck's with that? You think this is a joke? If hip hop were a bicycle, son, you'd be the stick in the smoke. Another broke ass record. A clone of a clone. A white flag painted checkered. You finished. You go to fuck home. Safety's off. Hammer's cock. Firing off the first shot. Got the infrared dot to make sure that they fucking top pop. They think they're hot, but they're not. We got them digging. Now they great clap, my rap is about to drop, we want that real hip-hop Safety's off, hammer's cock, firing off the first shot Got the infrared dot to make sure that they fucking top pop They think they're hot, but they not, we got them digging Now they great clap, my rap is about to drop, we want that real hip-hop